if I could financially and language-wise, why not move on and go somewhere every 10 years? I would love to live in China or in South America or 10 years there. Welcome to a new episode of Most Memorable Journeys. Today's guest is nervous, she said, and I don't understand why, because she is such a wonderful lady and she has so many amazing stories to tell. We know each other because we met in a Facebook group of the Swiss Ladies Abroad. And then when the kids and I went to Canada four years ago in uh, September 2018, I met her in Cochrane, where she lives, near Calgary. And we had dinner. And then I realized that she was even nicer than I thought she was in the Facebook group. Irene Rosemary Heim, welcome to Most Memorable Journeys. And don't be nervous. Say hello. <laughs> hello, Elizabeth. It's an honor to be here. And thank you very much for having me. I am so glad that you are here. And, you know, we have kind of people who are listening to this, they're going to say, you know, listen to these two Swiss women and their Swiss accent. But we don't care because we speak English. There are people, some people who who may say that they may only speak one language. So always remember that people who have an accent speak another language. Yes, exactly. So you live in Canada, but you were born in Switzerland. We are going to go a little bit back when you were a little girl and you were telling me about a flight the first time you were on a plane. When was that and how did that happen? Yeah, this happened in 1967. Um, we, My parents always um, went somewhere on a Sunday, whatever, if it's hiking or skiing or if the weather is not nice, swimming uh, or whatever. And one day on a Sunday, my father decided we go to the airport in Kloten, Zurich Kloten Airport, to walk around and have a look. My brothers they didn't want to come with us, so I was the only one with my parents. We went to the airport, and I remember there was an announcement that there are still have seats available for a scenic flight over the Alps with a small airplane. And then my father was just into this and we went to this desk and signed into this flight over the Alps. And I was six years old and I could not remember a lot of uh, the few I had because I was too short, the window was taller, higher up. But I remember very much they came in the plane and surfed on a silver plate candies. And I was so sick already, motion sickness, like <laughs> I always had also in the cars. And I was so sick and I would love to have a candy as a six-year-old girl, but I could not take one. So this is my only memories I have of this plane flight. <laughs> I think that's a wonderful story. And, you know, today you would take that candy and you would put it in your pocket. But but as a six-year-old girl, you didn't think of that, did you? Yes, but that's exactly. so interesting. So you actually went to the airport just to have a look around and you ended up in a plane. You didn't yes. know this would happen. That's, that's quite interesting. Yeah. And when we came home, my brothers, of course, they were 
totally jealous. Why didn't tell you uh, something like that? We, you go and then, well, we didn't know ahead of time. So, uh-huh. well, yeah. you snooze, you lose. Yeah, that's the thing. So then you start, you grew up, you grew up in Switzerland. You started to travel. You went to England as an au pair girl, didn't you? Yes. And in 1983, I was in England uh, to learn English. I could not speak a, a word like yes and no and thank you and goodbye, probably, because what is, was it? And I more was like an au pair girl than going to school. That's why my English is still not perfect. Because I was only once a week at school. And there we were, of course, girls from all over Europe, Sweden, Italy, everywhere. And another Swiss girl I met at my school from Switzerland and I have still contact with her. Claudia, my girlfriend in Switzerland, near St. Gallen. And the other girl from Italy. And she was the au pair girl from Tony Curtis. So every Wednesday after school, we went to St. George's Hill, that's in Weybridge, Surrey, uh, west of London, England. And we went to his house from Tony Curtis, that's the father from Jamie Lee Curtis. And he had a swimming pool and a sauna and a hot tub. And we were there every Wednesday. We just saw the nice pictures on the wall from all the family and it was so exciting to be in a house from such a famous person, but we never met him. No, you never. I was going to ask, did you ever meet him? No. No, never. And uh, there was one other trip I did to America much later. I already lived in Canada. I was waiting at the airport for the cousin from my husband. I was waiting at the airport in Los Angeles and then... Somebody next to me was standing with a number in his hand, just an, a number. And I was like, what is he waiting for? Uh-huh. And, and I didn't know what's going on. And then, like, I was waiting there and standing. And then Jamie Lee Curtis walked straight towards me. <laughs> and she was very tall. She had a hat on and she talked with this guy with this number. She was like one meter in front of me. And I almost wanted to say, I was in your house in <laughs> And I was so speechless. And I was, it was amazing. She was standing in front of me. And then they talked something about picking up and, and she left. And then I asked him, does she still has a house in St. George's Hill in Weybridge? I don't know. <laughs> he, he answered me very rude. And I was like, oops, I don't oh, ask anymore. Oh, my God, you should have told her. That's funny, isn't it? But yeah. now, since we are talking about this, you were also telling me something else when we prepared for this call. You were telling me that you went to a very expensive dinner in London. What, what, what happened there? No, this was in, Los, um, in New York. Oh, I see. In New York, when my my husband, for his 40th birthday, I I talked with my husband now to remember, I called this the River Coffee. It's underneath the Brooklyn Bridge. Yes, on the other side. It's in New Jersey. Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Brooklyn area. In, under in the Brooklyn, bridge. right. Yeah, Brooklyn. It's still existing. And uh, from there, you have the most beautiful view for Manhattan and the Skyland. And at that time, of course, with the Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. 
I made a reservation like three months ahead. I called them, phone, there was no, we had internet, but I cannot remember, but I know I called them and I made a reservation and I asked, I would like to have a nice table on the windows to have the nice view. Yes, of course. And then we arrived there. And then they guided us to the table at the far back at the wall where the brown leather bench was. <laughs> and I was so devastated. I was like, I wanted to have a table on the window. And then Marcel, my husband, he told me, well, if I would have that restaurant, I would always have an empty spare ready-to-go table if there is some famous people coming. And then, yes, as he told that, like five minutes later, who came in? Rod Stewart and his girlfriend or wife at that time. I, I don't know. I can't, I can't remember. But she was very tall and slim and um, a nice-looking lady. And they were sitting on the window table, of course. And then we talked about this and that. And my neighbor... I did not see him face to face because he was sitting just the same direction as I am on the ladder bench. And we talked about different things. He could hear our language. And then he started to ask us, sorry, you guys, um, what a funny language you are talking about, you're speaking. And then we said Swiss German. And then we talked with him for a while and he told us, at, at the end, he will walk now home over the Bro Brooklyn Bridge. It's not so dangerous anymore since Rudy Giuliani is the mayor. And we talked about stuff like that. And you know who he was? Steve Martin. Oh, my God. And he had yes. a bad table too, didn't he? He wasn't by yes. the <laughs> Yes, he had to sit next to me. You see, you see that is so amazing. These are most memorable journeys, you see. These are stories that people like to hear. So, and I know that this River Cafe still exists. I've never been in there, but I've walked across the Brooklyn Bridge with the kids many times, every time we go to New York, because you have such a beautiful view. Yeah, it was, it's it's amazing. It, I think it's a floating restaurant. It's, a, it's like on a, yeah, on a kind of a boat. Yeah, it's uh, not moving, but it's on the water. Yes, it's uh, it's amazing place there. It's it's also next to the restaurant, of course, the uh, like a platform where you have the nicest view from Manhattan to mm -hmm. take pictures. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, another time yes. we went to the states. Um, um, actually, I was in the states after nine eleven twice with no passport. With no passport, how come? How did that yes. happen? Well, we lived already in Canada. Um, we had to wait for the permanent resident. We we were here before the permanent resident. And so we traveled a lot before we worked, before we could start working. We traveled a lot in Canada. It's big. Mm -hmm. We had, uh, we rented an apartment, a furnished apartment. And sometimes, oh, off we go. And we went and we said, okay, let's go north. We went towards the Yukon and Northern BC and Alberta. And then on the way, we met somebody uh, and they told us, yeah, go to Hyder, Alaska, ne near Stewart, BC. It's, it's Hyder is like an enclave. Uh, yeah. 
from Alaska. It's very the most southern point from Alaska. Yeah. But you are only accessed by water or you have to go, of course, from British Columbia to this Hydra, Alaska, but you have no other way to go back. You have to go back to British Columbia. So we went there and because we did not expect we go to the States, we didn't have our passports with us. And then we have, we stopped at the border and then I went in and I told him I would like to see the, the famous location where you can go and watch the bear catching salmon in the mm. fall. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually also end of August or beginning of September. And um, we we talked with him a little bit and then he said, okay, I work till five o'clock. You have to be back before five and then it's all good. Okay, we did that. We went into Hyder, Alaska, United States for the whole day and we traveled all the way up to Selman Glacier and then back down again and we watched the bears again watching the salmon. It was it's a very, very interesting place. It was beautiful. And the next day we slept um, in a hotel in Stewart, British Columbia. And the next day we said, you know what? We want to go again. So we did, we did twice and we asked again. We had no passport and we did And they the lent you. But it wasn't the same officer again. It wasn't the same officer. Another one. Yes, luckily. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, he probably thought, no, 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 I'm not going to let her again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's go back a little bit now because you were traveling. You love to travel. I got a list of all the trips that you've been on. You've been to New Zealand and Australia and all over the world. But I wrote down that you went to Canada for the first time in 1990. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. 1990. Um I went by myself to um, Toronto and um, I have visited a friend. We worked together uh, in Luzern and uh, she immigrated to Canada. And when she left work, I said, I would love to come with you. But at that time, I was this was 1989 and I met my husband 1992. So, yeah, but it was interesting uh, traveled around in uh, Ontario. Yeah. Did you like it? Did you think when you went to Canada for the first time, did you think that you will end up there? No, I don't think so. But I always liked it. Well, I always liked to go somewhere. I love, some people ask me, what is your favorite place? I, I have a lot of favorite places. Sometimes I hardly can decide which one is the best one. But um yeah, at that time I was still single and I just traveled around and uh, yeah. It was just a trip. It wasn't uh, yeah. anything, yeah. And then you met your husband. Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, first, my husband was not so very much into traveling because our first holiday to Italy for one week, we went back on Thursday to, to Switzerland. Instead of the week, instead of Saturday. Sunday. Yes, he was homesick like crazy. And I was like, oh my goodness, what I'm gonna to do with him. <laughs> but then um well two years later we went to America to uh, Los Angeles and California area and and Las Vegas and all that, of course. And then he changed. He wanted to go again and then again and again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he, he was bitten. It. He was bitten by the travel bug. 
Yeah, exactly. It happens to people. It's interesting, isn't it? Once they get yeah. to like it, yeah. yeah. And then you went to Canada with him in 1996? Um, 1996, this was one year before we got married. Yes, we traveled for holiday. Mm -hmm. uh, we rented the motorhome, traveled around the Rockies with the motorhome, and we did the famous train tour from Vancouver to Calgary with the Rocky Mountaineer mm -hmm. Express. This was absolute exclusive. This was amazing. And um, the train was so slow. I couldn't believe why the train is not going faster. <laughs> but this was Kodak speed, what they told us at that time. So we could take pictures. There was a, a train with the dome coach and with the terrace at the back so we could go out while the train was moving and yeah this was a very nice experience and Does we loved it very still much. Exist? Does it still exist? Yes it still exists it had um, a hard time during COVID but mm -hmm. now I saw the train a few times in Banff this still exists but that now it's a fantastic experience I think much for more expensive now uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a luxury exclusive tour. So it's, during yeah. that trip, during that trip in 1996, did you think then that you would go, you would be moving? When did you decide to move to Canada? Yes. In 1996, we said, you know what, when we are retired, we will go to Canada when we retire. Mm -hmm. that, that was in our mind to do. And then Marcel had in 1996, a heart condition. Mm -hmm. uh, he was for three days in the um, intensive care and this situation ended up that we decided, you know what, why we wait for our dream to fulfill till we are retired when we not know, we don't know if we ever will reach that mm -hmm. point. And so we decided, okay, let's start uh, this process for Canada uh, in um, spring 1997 and then yes we arrived in 1998 but then the economic crisis kicked in and everything went downhill from there with jobs offering and finding jobs because the first letter from the government the Canadian embassy they told us in nine months you have the permanent resident Yes, it was like, unfortunately not that case. It ended up that we waited three and a half years and we were already here. Mm -hmm. And that's why we traveled a lot around. Uh, then he had a project he worked for in Switzerland where we went back to Switzerland again. And officially we came to Canada in November 2010. Then During the time that you were waiting for that permit, you were not allowed to work. No, nothing, of course. Yeah. And we didn't want to risk anything that we don't, yeah. we will yeah. never get the permanent resident, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. But you said something which is very wise. Why wait for something that may not never happen? Why say, you know, we don't know when it's over. This is a beautiful journey, but we don't know how long it's going to last. So I think... In, we shouldn't postpone our dreams. I think we should just go and do it. And I think you are the kind of person who, who would do that. And yeah. um, I know, because I know from how you explained it to me, and I know how much you like the area where you live in. Because yes, I see you, I see you on, on social media. I see you going to picnic. 
I see you actually taking a, a, a gas heater with you to cook, to have a fondue. I mean, tell me a little bit about your activities in 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 the, around your because you live you live in 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 uh, Cochrane, which is literally what an hour. How far away is uh, Kanaskakis? It's not far. As a, uh, Cochrane, Alberta is Western Canada. We are twenty minutes west from Calgary, and an hour east from Banff, from the national park. And at the beginning, when we traveled around, this is. Of course, it looks like Switzerland, but it's much bigger. <laughs> and in Switzerland, everywhere at the mountains, there are cable cars and restaurants where you can visit and if you have a meal and if you're hungry. But here, there is nothing. <laughs> there is nothing. So we bought the, it's it's like a, a barbecue. On the right side, you can uh, have barbecue with sausages or steaks, whatever. And the left is a is a burner for to cook water, coffee water. We always have everything in the car. Mm-hmm. When we go, we just have to think about food to bring. Sometimes, yes, we had fondue. We had even fondue last Sunday, and um, our first fondue this year. It's actually right now still hot, but that doesn't matter. We we like fondue and it's an easy meal you have in the car and you steer and have bread and that's it. So, uh, or we have sausages or whatever. We go somewhere in, in nowhere and then we have our food, lunch or dinner, whatever. Beautiful, because yeah. you guided me when we were there. You told me where to go. And thanks to you, I went to some of the places that I wasn't planning to go to. And uh, we had such a wonderful time. It's so beautiful where you are. But the fantastic thing about Irene is that she doesn't only go picnicking and cooking in these in these uh, areas. She drives a bus. You drive a shuttle bus, right? Yeah, um, a transit bus. Or a uh, transit bus, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a coach. It's as I drive different buses. Uh, once during the year, I drive school bus, and in the summer, when I have now nothing, July and August, I work in Banff in the national park, and I drive transit buses. It's public transport. Those are different buses. Some are coaches. They go to Lake Louise, and the other one are the. The Nova buses, the uh, the transit buses, where you also allowed to stand inside. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, I drove in Banff. It was very busy this year because we have like I don't know double or triple of tourists than normal because they could not come the last two years. Mm-hmm. Crazy busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. You have always people from all over the world in your bus, and then if I can hear an accent and they have question. I asked, do you speak German or yesterday Swiss German? Yes. And then they're very happy. They have a driver who can speak the language and or Spanish. I had yesterday from Sevilla, Spain. I had people in my bus. And yeah, it's I, I love it. It's very stressful. I like to drive in the national park and get paid for it. I think that is absolutely fascinating. When I was a tour guide, I for 11 years, I did what I absolutely loved and I got paid for it. And you're doing what you love and you get paid for it. And I think those are the best jobs in the world, no matter what it is. So tell me, who are the craziest passengers? 
from <laughs> which ones? Which ones are? <laughs> it looks like it looks like. Tell me a story. Well, um, I don't have especially craziest passengers from different countries. They are all over the world, of course. They come to national park. But the question sometimes, I mean, if I'm on top of the hill, the last stop, and they're asking me, are you going downtown to Banff? <laughs> yes, I go downtown Banff. <laughs> or if the funniest question I, um, when I started to do that at the beginning, I never forget, there was a question and he was honestly Unfortunately, actually sad. I don't know what to say. Very serious. His question was, can you tell me which mountain is the best uh, place to go to see the dragons? <laughs> and I was like, what? Sorry, what are you talking about? <laughs> he must have Sorry, seen we have only. no dragons here. <laughs> yeah, there must be one mountain very good to see the dragons. He was in, he insisted. He was very serious. And I said, no, sorry, we have no dragons here. But you have bears. Yes, we have bears. Yeah, I see a lot of bears. Yes, um, I, that's my complaint. During my last Canada trip, I didn't see a bear. I, I, I that's why. And that's good because I have to come back. You came in August or September. We came beginning of September, yes. Yeah, that's almost a little too late. There are sometimes you see bears. I saw once, uh, one of my latest was uh, October 6th, Thanksgiving weekend, mm -hmm. with um, Irene from Northern BC and Anita. She was with us. We were together also from the women's social group. And she visited us. And um, this was October 6th. This was a big grizzly, but during the summer, so May and June is the best time. This year, I, I saw only nine bears. Sometimes, depends how much I travel, also private. I know where they are a little bit, and uh, I sometimes, average, I saw 30 bears each summer. Wow, that's amazing. I know that you also travel to Vancouver because uh, I actually remember, were you one of the people who met up in Vancouver with the Swiss ladies or was that another group? Mm, I went to Victoria Island. That's right. Yes. Yeah, Vancouver Island. Uh, Vancouver Island. Victoria, I want to say, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we met there as well. This was also already also about six years ago or so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's another beautiful spot. Now, you, when you don't drive that transit bus, you drive a school bus. Yep. So uh, you drive from which from which place to which place do you drive? I have here in Cochrane um, a Catholic school and I pick the kids up near Calgary, mm -hmm. out of town. And then I drop them off at the school. And then in the afternoon, I pick them up, of course, at the school and drive them home towards Calgary. And at what time do you start in the morning? There are new timing now. They have to go to school a little bit later than last year. The first pickup is about eight, uh, eight o'clock now, I think. I just have to do the timing today. So that's why I can't. <laughs> but it around. was earlier, I remember, because it is sometimes very, very cold, isn't it? When you have to go and pick up those kids or when you when you go to pick up the bus. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. Now, the last year, the first pickup was uh, quarter past seven. They had mm -hmm. to be the school at eight o'clock. And this year, they are like, I think they're almost an hour later. Mm -hmm. I was at the cold start group. That means we were a few, four or five people started buses early morning, like five o'clock, to make sure that the buses are starting because sometimes it's very hard. It's not easy if it's below 30 or sometimes below 40. And um, the schools are still open, even if it's below 40. So they always say, Below 40 is the, the cutoff. The, the cutoff. Cut yeah. But um, I think I had in this 11 year school bus only two days, I did not have to go to school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And one day was September 10 on my birthday. There was no school because there was so much snow in 2014. Um, the road was closed, it was so icy um, towards Calgary. And I was already in my bus and I heard an announcement over the two-way radio. Everybody who has to go to 12 Mycooley Road can go home. This road is closed. And then I was like, okay. And I, I didn't have to drive on my birthday. This was perfect. September 10, 2014. Crazy, a lot of snow here. That's amazing. I mean, that's soon. That's in 10 days. Yes. And today... It's Today we have 31 degrees yeah, forecast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so crazy that I mean the weather is is it has gone wild everywhere. Most summers here in Europe, I'm 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 in the south, but even in the UK, they had heat waves. It was so hot. So global warming is definitely a thing, you know, it's not, but but it's interesting. And I think I, I love that cold start crew and the fact that because you want to first of all, you want to make sure that the bus is run and also to keep already have them warm for, for the kids. I guess yeah, yeah. One, the, the reason. And for the driver too. And for the driver too, yes. So it's nice to arrive and then actually have, sit in a warm bus. Yeah. Also the the cutoff to st uh, the cold start crew is below 15 and the worst thing actually if it's below 10 around below 10 it's it's still very cold and then nobody starts your bus and then you should have dressed warmer than if it's below 30 because if it's below 30 the bus is warm you don't need to dress up like yeah. crazy yeah um, so yeah so apart from being an amazing bus driver and tour guide and storyteller. You have another talent, Irene, and that is baking. And whoever follows her on social media, on Facebook, sees the these amazing cakes. You bake like a, a perfect Swiss patissier from what I see. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, just I always like to present the food nicely, uh, not just here and put it on a plate. Uh, I always say like meat, gravy and brown sauce on a brown plate. It doesn't look very appealing. Uh -huh. <laughs> I always like to have nice decoration. Yeah. Also in the butcher shop where we had, where I worked, I made a cold cut plates and fondue chinoise meat plates and stuff like that. And, and you um, won an award. For that. Yes, I I had an award, Swiss butcher shop, I don't know in English, Metzgerfachausstellung is all only every three years where you can present your work and they will... They will grade it. Grade it. Yeah. And yeah, I had gold medal for um, 
a cold cut plate and cold cut for the meat plate for fondichinoas and bronze medal for two different sounds a little bit funny but sausage kind of flower arrangements Amazing. made of dried meat and chocolate uh, and some stuff like that yeah so it's your passion to not just cook and, and bake, but also to make it look very nice because I see that you are making all these beautiful chocolate flowers and and uh, all sorts of and cookies. Do you cook internationally or do you mostly cook Swiss? What is your most, like your favorite uh, uh, cuisine? Yeah, my favorite cuisine, I think it's, it's still Swiss, but I like also to cook Chinese. Because of my Chinese friend, um, they had a restaurant in England. I love Chinese food. Yeah, actually, this is also another story. I made this Chinese family in 1976 in oh, former wow. Yugoslavia in Porec. They were in the same hotel. I could not speak a word English. I visited them and that's why actually the reason why I went close to Weybridge they were from Baybridge. I visited them in 1981 and then later as an au pair girl, they were close from my family. So after school, I went always in this Chinese restaurant. Yeah, I love Chinese food. I also like to cook Indian food or the different tell me what and then i make it. Okay. So you you are you can follow a recipe easily and and have this passion for cooking or baking, anything you want. We are already nearly at the end and you are still here, even though you were telling me that you may, <laughs> you're doing so well. And uh, I want to know, are you going to stay in Canada? Is that your um, final um, home or are you ever thinking of maybe moving somewhere else or going back to Switzerland or is it a sore subject? And uh, what are your travel dreams? That's a good question. Actually, right now, it's a very hot topic. Okay. Maybe <laughs> I shouldn't get... have asked. <laughs> I don't know if I should say something now. <laughs> well, it's it's nothing, it's nothing already written down or so. But honestly, if I could, if I could financially and language-wise, why not move on and go somewhere every 10 years? I would love to live in China or in South America or 10 years there. I always tell Marcel, he should better be an ambassador and then we could move every few years somewhere yeah. else. Yes. I think why we should die on the same spot where we're born. This is uh -huh. so boring. Uh -huh. Travel around, see the world and have a bigger view from everything than just like in a small valley. Yeah, I totally agree. And I don't think we were meant to be in the same place all the time. I think people who have been moving around, people who have traveled around, they also have a much more open mind and understand other people much better because I think I am saying that in every single podcast episode. I have learned in my life with all the traveling that I've done, we are all the same. We all want yes. to be happy. Yes. And, and even here in Canada, yesterday, the Swiss people told me, you have so many people from all over the world. I said, yeah, and it works. Nobody blames another one. It's 
perfectly fine. It's everyone here is an immigrant and we have no problem here. Mm-hmm. I really, uh, that this is also something I really like here. But we we are planning something. I don't know how far we go, but we are soon uh, retired. And mm-hmm. this is what we start to plan now. So we don't know, shall we go in a motorhome and travel around or what are we going to do in mm-hmm. the future? So mm-hmm. this is right now what we have to discussed and we we are already talking about what is the best to do financially. So we will, when you, once you have decided in about five years, I will do another podcast episode with you and then you can tell me what you decided in, yeah, we, in 2022. If we do it now, we need still, uh, we are looking for something to do like if we could work in a motorhome and travel around, like work from home, mm-hmm. there are a lot of things possible, and but we haven't found it yet. So we are still looking mm-hmm. um, what we could do. Yeah. Um, and because we have still two, Marcel has two years and I have three, four years till mm-hmm. retirement. And so, but we will do something in the future with traveling definitely and I will be watching you and I want to thank you so much so much for having the courage and for taking the time to speak to me well done thank you so much Irene Heim thank you very much Elizabeth for having me it was an honor to talk with you in the podcast podcast and I'm listening all the time uh, on the way to work and that's perfect that's a perfect solution. I know a voice is, I'm listening while I'm driving. So it's like somebody's in my car and talks. So if I, if I'm finished working at one o'clock at night on the way home, I have somebody who talks with me and I love your podcast and everything what you do are is amazing. Thank you so much. And it's my pleasure to spend time with you in your bus. Thank you. Oh, I would, I would love to have you in my bus. As a tour guide, I always think about, oh, you could come in my bus and uh, talk with my f- people or we, we go, went together on a, in a coach on a tour. That, would be, that well, would be a very, very funny day. Let's start planning and dreaming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. That was amazing. If you enjoy my podcast, please like, share and subscribe to my channel. You will find all the information in the show notes.